to Snowskate Overlords, the most authoritative podcast in snow skating. I'm Eric Frick here with Zach L. Warden, Andrew Nelson, and no guest tonight. Just uh, talking shop with the boys. Uh, we got pretty lucky with the timing of this uh, this podcast recording. We we're recording this Monday, December thirteenth, and we got blessed with a episode one of the new ambition video, Bleached. Uh, when we scheduled recording this podcast, we had no idea it was going to come out today, but. That will be the first thing we go into. That was uh, that was an exciting video segment. So, uh, before we get into that, though, um, how you boys been doing, Zach? You've been skating a lot this winter already. I've been snow skating a lot, and for the amount of snow skating I've done, I think there's been maybe two good days to be like accounted for. It's been so oh, really? warm, oh, so okay. I probably went out like ten, eleven times, and maybe two of those days were actually like solid days. But we've been uh, just. We haven't filmed anything for real yet, but we've been filming a lot of Insta stuff. And by that, I mean like me and Danny and Red. Yeah, It's been fun. He's just blowing up over there, doing his thing. Yeah, he's crushing it. Going viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you guys even have snow right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we, got, okay. we got a bit. We got a pretty good storm the previous Friday, and it's going to get wrecked this week. But Andrew and I got out on a Friday night. That was pretty fun. First session mm-hmm. of the year. I hadn't even thought about snow skating at like this time last week. Just like, just nothing. (laughs) And I got some boards and got some, finally got some snow in Minneapolis and yeah, it's been great. So Andrew, other than the session on Friday night, how you been bud? Yeah, I had a, I had a feeling we were going to get some snow. I uh, got my pre-orders in, so I got my boards already Um, doing some work around the park. Yeah. And then we went out. Yeah. It was that, it was Friday, right? And it was good. Yeah, it was windy. Uh, the snow was yeah. a little wet, but other Not than that, great we, conditions. <laughs> we got a lot. So, I mean, I'm hoping it sticks around. Mm-hmm. It's at least a good sign. I'm hoping that uh, maybe we get some consistent snow that sticks around and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, the park's been going well, uh, building some new stuff. So, that's always exciting. Been yeah, prepping. You got like 20 inches ready. at your house, right? Oh, yeah. St. Paul got just dumped <laughs> which is so crazy because we got like seven inches in minneapolis and you're what like nine miles <laughs> oh, yeah. away and you got 20 inches so crazy yeah st paul in the east metro got wrecked <laughs> oh my yeah i sent that picture and like the first I, this has never happened but i have a snow drift in my yard that goes above my knees so there was it was so windy when it was snowing that like literally like yeah there's just like a, a big ridge that goes around my house like a snow drift and i was like <laughs> i don't know what to do with it it's just like it's too much <laughs> no honestly it's crazy but yeah Still other than it. that doing good sick yeah i'm so stoked to uh skate your park again this winter I'll have to get yeah. some uh park footage and yeah hopefully the yeah. No snow skate day thing happens again we'll see yeah even though looking forward icon to is now defunct r.i.p it was a great run maybe we can uh get matt out of retirement and do the go snow skate thing again or hey maybe we do it i don't know yeah we'll keep it going keep it going somehow Blay, I know you're listening. Maybe Ambition does it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Bleached. Let's get into it. So this was uh, this was Sed. This was Matias, Raf, Tidan, Gui, and Morgan. Zach, I don't even know Morgan's last name. Yeah, I wish I did too. <laughs> well, sorry, Morgan. We were doing you a disservice, but I can oh, look it up real quick. Yeah, <laughs> probably should. We should probably show him some respect. Um, no, that was a fun little blessing we got this morning. Uh, yeah, little five minute ambition part, and yeah, the boys absolutely killed it. So mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, we, we've been waiting a long time for snow skate content. 
Uh, we got Gazpacho last year. We haven't really had a full-length release since the previous Ambition video. So, yeah, this is fun. I'm excited to see, you know, what the final product looks like. It's pretty cool that it's coming out in this episodic format. Um, I, you know, just being a, you know, diehard Snowskate fan, I'm excited to see the final product in one full length. But, um, you know, to maximize the, you know, viewership and hype around this, I think it's cool that they're doing the episodic thing. So, uh, Zach, did you, how do you feel about it? Did you have any input in this? I did. Um, when he came to me asking, like, what what we should do in general like you know i mean this is a, this is like a topic of discussion every single time we're releasing a video it's like oh do we release another full length we've done countless amounts of them since 2009 and in the past though we've also released it in installments too like solstice was released part by part not even like this is kind of a little yeah, bit more true. condensed but that was straight up just part by part and honestly i don't think that went very well it turned out that encore got more traction as a full length the sava has the most traction as a full length mm-hmm. so it was like well obviously part by parts out um, but I think we should still sh- try to stretch it out because like you were just saying, snowskate content is so scarce. And then we're talking about dividing it up by location too. So it's like, you know, these are kind of the new blood newcomers from Quebec. After this will be another part. I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, probably doesn't matter, but there'll be another Canada segment with some of the more OG dudes like COSD, Phil Moru, Jensen. Um, and then later on going on to a U.S. part involving, you know, like Dave and Josh and some other people. So um, I thought that was just the best approach and we knew we were going to be getting some help this year from the barracks and we knew since last year, our Instagram kind of blew up a lot more. We're like, you know, we should go back, I think, and try the segments and try to s- stretch it out, provide the content. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's kind of exciting to have something to look forward to instead of dropping it all at once. Then you got to take in mm-hmm. consideration attention spans and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot that goes into it, even though. It doesn't seem like it would, but yeah. So we just kind of thought this was the best way to present it. Thoughts on that? Do you guys think it's a good way? Or are you kind of like, damn, I wish I could watch a full length, you know? Yes. I like it. <laughs> I think uh, I, I'm actually kind of liking this push towards this um, different thing. And I guess, I guess it'll be good to, I think we have enough, like you just mentioned, I think we have enough data on how full length releases go. I think trying something new is kind of a cool idea. Uh, also, I got a comment on the name. I think it'll be good. Maybe drawing some of the anime fans. We'll see if that works out. Wait, where does? What do you mean by that? The so I could anime. tell you the origin of the name too, if you'd like. Okay, oh, please well, do. I thought. Yeah, it was a I, I was curious about that. It's gonna be so boring when you guys hear it. Go ahead, though, Andrew. <laughs> well, there's just an anime called Bleach, so I was like, okay. <laughs> please enlighten us, Zach. <laughs> mine's like just mine's actually more boring than what you just what like more cut and dry than what you even just like all right so um when i was filming my part for this video i was like gung-ho on just the presentation of it it was kind of like conceptual to an extent i was just losing my mind pretty much and uh so i wanted to edit my i wanted to edit my own part i tried a bunch of different songs and when i was sending him different edits one of the songs was literally just called bleached which i'm probably gonna end up using but Blade didn't know that. So when I was sending him these YouTube edits, he was just thought I named my part bleached. And he was like, dude, like that'd be kind of cool for the whole video. And I was like, I didn't name my part that I'm like, that's just literally the name of the song I was using. And he's like, Oh, well, that'll work. <laughs> so that's pretty- <laughs> he's like, well, that's still like pretty cool. You know, he's like, you know, like bleached, you think of white snow. I was like, that's true. But there's really not a lot of underlying meaning other than it just kind of came from literally the song that's I think going to be used in my part. So yeah. that's it. <laughs> That's cool, though. It's a catchy little name. I like it. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I, I probably I, just ruined the element of like anything cool about it. Now you just know it's really like not thought out at all. But no, I, I mean, I appreciate knowing that sort of stuff. And I mean, it's just a name at the end of the day, right? Like it's something to identify the video. And I mean, you can, I mean, the little video that I'm going to put out, I mean, what was the origin of that name? It's us playing pinball and Marquette. You know what I mean? Like, it's just whatever. It's a name. It sticks. It's cool for what it yeah. is. And you know, that's that. So, yeah. But that at least has cool. like, that at least has like a little bit of personality to it or something that came from, you know, like your experience and what we were doing to just like playing that pinball game. Like, I mean, all the skate videos I ever made came from quotes of my friends. Bleached sure. is just uh, a song name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all good. I actually like the name too. I think Bleach is a cool name. Yeah, I like. So it. I'm not knocking it. It's just, yeah, it didn't really have any kind of crazy meaning to it. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, let's jump into some clips. Uh, what were your guys' favorite clips in the video, Zach? I feel like everyone's gonna say this, and it, I mean, it's not like an intense, crazy banger of a clip. It's just unique. I love uh, Dan's. Dan's uh, board slide hippie jump on like that rail yes. down the stairs, like a little like more yeah. of, like a flat bar than a handrail. That mm-hmm. trick is so sick. I'm that's yes. like the one that just keeps sticking out in my mind for some reason. But that's just right yes. up my alley. Totally. No, I felt the same way. I mean, I w- watched it this morning right when it came out, and I was just yelling on my couch when he did that. I was so stoked because I thought he was like falling. Like he started on one side of the rail and then kind of moved over to the other. I was like, oh, he's kind of losing it. And that just hippie jump out of nowhere. And it made me like thinking about after watching the video and, you know, thinking about snow skating prior to this podcast, I realized what I'm really into is being surprised in a video, right? Like yeah. I, there was no way to see that coming just for. I don't know. It's just a unique trick that nobody does. And also the way that, you know, presumably Blay filmed it, I assume Blay filmed it. Um, you just had no idea what was coming or what was coming next, you know? So I just thought that was so cool. I was freaking out. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. great. So cool. Andrew, did you have a favorite clip? That was one for sure. I mean, the, it's just in terms of never seeing it before. Uh, the, the car towing, I know we were yes. going to talk about that. That was pretty mm-hmm. sick. I don't think I've, ever seen that before i was surprised to the car stopped in time because part of me was like that car is gonna just go if if the parking lot was too snowy i wonder if that was like a concern in filming but yeah (laughs) just going speeding up towards that ledge i mean the clip was sick so i mean i i liked that a lot um but yeah i don't maybe it's just like getting older No, I, that, that, that was one of my standouts too. And Zach, you're the historian. I wanted to ask you, has anybody done that on a snowscape before? That's what I was going to say. I'm glad you brought it up, Andrew, because I was pointing out the other day when we were watching it, me and Danny, we had our hands on a coffee early. We were watching it and I was like, I think that's the first time that uh, anyone's ever got towed into an actual spot. I'm sure everyone's been, you know, like sketching on a car or you got towed in or like, you know, they're playing in their backyard or getting whipped around, but I don't think anyone's actually got towed into a spot or needed it. So that was really cool. That might've been the snow yeah. skating first. Yeah. Well, I know Alan got pulled in on that, like uh, extreme grip trip in Alaska. And like, I think it was like 2013 or something. He got pulled in on a snowmobile for that giant, like telephone pole, pole jam type of yep. thing. But um, and I'm sure it's happened more color frequently too. on snowmobiles. Um, oh, true color. What clip was that? True color. There's that obstacle with the big wooden, like it looks like a big splinter almost. They like propped up. Phil does, I think, 50 back 180, like and two ramps on each side. Oh, he gets towed right. in too, but I think it's a four wheeler actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Still not a car. 
Yeah, no cars though. That was crazy. I felt like I was watching uh like stay gold when they were all hitting that like up flat down rail, you know what I mean? And all getting pulled in on the cars. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yep. I don't know. And I had the same thought as you, Andrew, too. I was like, dang, it's actually kind of sketchy to like slam on the brakes and yeah. it's coming up on that barrier or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought that clip was so sick. Um, my personal favorite clip, and this is just, you know, snow skate nostalgia, but we going, uh, somebody <laughs> could die tonight. And then he like jumps on that ledge. It looks like he, I don't know. He was trying body burial or shove or what it was. And then just like, just dives head first down the stairs. Right. <laughs> I think he oh, was just so trying from board. Oh, really? I saw the raw clips and he was like getting in them. And then I think okay. maybe he was trying to bail and that's why he kind of does the body burial thing. And I could be wrong too. Maybe yeah, he was okay. trying that, but I think he was just trying to bail out of it. And Dude, that slam's that slam is sick, though. Dude. Yeah, the slam was so good. I mean, the OG alien snow skate quote. He's wearing the Compton hat. Like, the whole thing was yes. so sick. That was my favorite. I was so hyped. Shout out to Glee, man. That footage was sick. Isn't that funny how you're like, man, what was your favorite clip in the video? You're like, oh, probably that slam. Yeah. <laughs> but it just shows that personality goes a long way, you know? Totally. Things like yeah, that really good. add to it. And before we even started recording, Andrew had pointed out, like, he's like, I feel like there was a lot more, like, uh, slams in this you know what i'm saying like the war uh perspective of showing like how hard some of these tricks are which i actually enjoyed a lot all the slams yeah totally me too totally yeah also i think a fashion first i don't remember whose ender it was with the uh with the just the base layer and the uh and the pants do you remember who that was i can't remember mm. no i don't um there don't, was like uh, the of raf where he does the back foot flip down like that famous yes. montreal gap it's like oh, a big block yeah flat then some stairs and you're right he's got like the just, under armor layer but yeah. like yeah that's that the kit bonkers trick too. Oh my <laughs> that was goodness. sick i like that clip yeah. that was wild um well we've already covered three of the five clips that i uh wrote down that overcrook was nuts i thought dave was the yes. only person who could do those and man i didn't even i didn't think those were possible <laughs> in the first place that was wild i mean josh Josh Oaks has a nice one too, and Alan's done one on a handrail back in the day too, not to be forgotten. But his was like weirdly on the tip, like definitely yeah. from maybe it was the angle that Blay filmed it from. But that was like I don't even know how he stayed on it, and I mean that like in a good way. It's amazing. Yeah, totally. Like you, I mean, maybe you can lock into it. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, he like really propped it up, like really got into a crook, almost nose blunt style thing. That's just insane on a handrail. Like I, it makes no sense to me. It was so sick. And it's like uh, on the corner of the nose. I honestly, I think yes. that would maybe be my favorite trick in his part. Just like, obviously it's been done before, but it's like, that one was like a whole new level of it in my opinion. And yeah, yeah I don't know. If, I don't know. I wish I could almost see more angles of it so I could understand what the hell was going on. <laughs> Cause it's pretty wild how he's like such little surface of his board is on that. Yeah. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. That was wild. And I wanted then, to talk about um, a little yeah. bit of the production value that went into it too, because we saw a lot more of the kind of Super 8, this, the atmosphere of the video. Um, yeah, more of the like, more of the war stuff for sure, more of the Super 8 clips. Um, it just had a really good pace to it. I, it didn't really feel like it was just like part intro, part intro. It was really, had a good flow. Really props to probably Blay who edited it or um, yeah and yeah i yeah, think the format too i i like the idea of kind of because it really lets you focus on the tricks more not as a full release and i like kind of just grouping snow skaters i, I mean regionally i guess you could say and 
looking forward to the next episodes for sure that kind of try this new format i think that's really cool totally yeah it was a uh, little sh- montage style thing instead of just the you know the cut and dry parts and releasing yeah. them part by part like you were talking about zach and yeah i mean i'm just super excited to see the next episodes as they come out but yeah i thought it worked very well it was very pleasing to watch and i i I mean, the trend in skateboarding and snow skating is more montage style versus just, you know, part, 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 part type of thing. So, um, but I, I mean, I'm in favor of that. I think it works super well and I absolutely loved watching it. And I mean, I think the replay value has improved, honestly. Like I went back and watched because Pacho a ton because it was kind of a similar vibe, right? Like it was just fun. All the skaters were kind of all mashed together doing their thing and just some nonsense kind of thrown in some falls. And yeah, it was great. I loved it. I should point out, though, this video will be a full length at the end. Mm. So kind of like with Solstice, he is going to put it all together. It might not be in the order we watch it in. He might actually move some stuff around. But he is going to take everything at the end of the day, put it together, and keep it as one full length on, I'm guessing, YouTube or wherever. But cool. So it'll still be another full length. Yeah, and I just want to touch on that briefly because I think it was a – maybe it's just because it's a – it is a Quebecers group and it, like it had a lot of vibes of of the kind of the the early Quebecers scene like maybe it's just seeing the spots again because there was a lot of spots that we had seen before and new stuff down it which I think was was cool and I think it, it's interesting regionally to see it done like that because I think it just I mean when you see clips from your Keizu trips or like whatever like I think there's just a certain vibe that goes with snow skating in different areas that I'm excited, maybe looking forward to more seeing how this grouping stuff works, because I, I really liked the the whole kind of vibe of the video like we were talking about. But. Yeah. And I think we'll see that the other segments have a different feeling to them too. I knew he wanted to kind of present this maybe more in a modern fashion, or at least that's how it felt to me anyway, seeing it definitely felt more modern and they are the younger crews. Like they are like more of the younger crew coming up right now. Definitely. Like we had never even seen, Morgan or Raph at all until this video and it's like who the fuck are these guys they're insane already yeah as far as I know too that was Raph's first year ever snow skating he's from Belgium I think mm-hmm. and he had moved to Canada and I don't know if Morgan had snow skated in the past but if that was his first year and he kicked flip back 50 to handrail I mean what the hell am I doing I've been snow skating for 15 years <laughs> and those dudes are insane yeah, it's like we haven't seen anybody start snow skating and be really good since Dave I think we've talked about this on previous mm-hmm. podcasts but yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened in 10 years. Yeah, came out Crazy. swinging for sure, dude. Uh, yeah. I would like to also point out said, I'm just mm-hmm. so grateful that we got more clips from him in, in the yes. past. Like, uh, well, I guess he was really only an encore. And I guess that's it. And like, I've snow skated with him a couple of times in person, skateboarded with him. And if you know the kid, he's amazing and his style is phenomenal. So I've always been like, man, get that fucking kid out there. Get some more clips of him, please. <laughs> so it was cool that like to see it delivered now. And like he had like a good amount of clips in that video and every single one was awesome. I'm yeah. a huge fan of said. Yeah, totally. Totally. Also trivia side note there, like for a, a one scene, they're skateboarding in the streets. And like, I was going to say that's has not been done. Then I mean, is there even a, is there an ambition video where they're skateboarding in it? That's All right. definitely happened in, in premiere videos. But... Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe that was like really common in early premiere videos. Was like mm-hmm. just to fill like I think Max Hilty's first part. I think it just it, it is like half skateboarding, half snow skating, which you don't. So I, I don't know. 
that's like true. Lamp thing, half trivia. skateboarding, half snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would throw in that in the old days, but yeah, that I thought was interesting. So yeah, that's cool. Um, Did you upcoming uh, videos? Unless we have anything more to discuss on Bleached episode one. You said you had five tricks listed. We covered three. What were the other two? Did I miss that? Uh, we got them all. Did we? Okay. Yeah. One more thing I'd like to add, actually, kind of going back on like you get to see these new sp- or these old spots from previous videos be like brought back into the light. Um, there's that ten stair. Do you, do you guys know what I'm talking about? That Dan did tray flip down. Yeah. Yep. That had been like previously hit by even like Dave the handrail COSD. I think Varial yeah, healed it. I mean that one's yeah, been a long time coming, but no one tray flipped it yet. And shout out to Dan because it's the, just a little inside. He's been having like bad knee problems. I knew oh, really? last year, like uh, Alex was telling me that he would maybe snow skate one time a week, and he'd just have to wait until like another week because his knee would be so bad. So Dang. I expected his uh, his clips to be maybe less impact, but then it's him getting towed in by a car jumping over a fence <laughs> flipping a 10 stair it's him heart flipping that big montreal gap i'm like i that thought was he was sick. i thought he was hurt i was like what the hell this dude's nuts those are some of his best clips too oh that front shoved on that gap too that thing was like overhead overhead tall it was fucking huge yeah that thing was enormous oh. i don't know all around i loved that section and the future yeah. looks bright for for snow skaters as long as these dudes stick with it totally i'm already excited to rewatch that it was great Wait, my one complaint. I got one. Not enough Matthias clips, man. I love yeah. his style. <laughs> yeah. If we totally. could get more Matthias, I guess. If he ever listens to this, know that I need more. Big fan. He's killing it in the tattoo game, though, it looks like. Good for him. Good for the boy. He is. And he's been skateboarding a lot more, too, in like the past mm-hmm. couple of months, I noticed. He, he, I feel like he was more catering to the tattoo side, but lately he's been like on his story posting some really sick skateboarding. Yeah, he's been killing it. Um, hopefully Montreal gets some good snow and uh, get some clips out of them this year. Yeah, maybe we can get them on a trip. Oh, it'd be so sick. Um, uh, so two more episodes of Bleached, you're saying, Zach? Uh, rest of Canada, greater Canada, um, not up-and-comer Canadians. Uh, and then U.S. <laughs> for the third section? Yep. Cool. Oh, so stoked for that. And then Alan's Project, which I still don't know how to refer to that or what to call it, but... The Death of Hot Dish Project, I guess. Last year, I think he was saying Hot Dish is dead, I think, or something. Yeah, something like that. So the remaining Hot Dish footy and then the footage that's happened since then from the folks associated with Hot Dish. (laughs) And Oh, I am so excited for that project to come out as well. That's going to be some great footage because, yeah, I mean, they've been sitting on footage since Hot Dish dot Hot Dish, and that was late 2017. So it's a lot of time to stack some content. I think he was going to premiere it last year and then the pandemic i think if i'm not mistaken i don't know if he was gonna premiere it but that probably did delay things yeah there i vaguely remember like him saying an option was to do it at midwest open or something and that would have been sick but then like we didn't do it so like yeah i don't know yeah so still tbd as to when that one's gonna drop um but man i am so stoked to see that footage and I think you guys will be hyped too. I haven't seen much of it, but from what I've seen, it's it's pretty good. Can we talk about even who's in it? Like, is that even something that we can talk about yet? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be Alan. It'll be Andy Berman. Um, me, John Shanahan will probably have some. Yeah, stuff that, too. that's who yeah, I was John wanting Shanahan to talk about too. He'll, I think he'll have. I thought I remember hearing that he had some clips in it. Yep. Um, Adrian Rasmussen. He might have a little bit in there too, and then yeah, some. I think there'll be 
maybe one or two surprises, a couple other stragglers in there, and yeah, it'll be. Do you fun. have anything, Eric, or what? Yeah, I got some footage for Holding it. Now. All right, bro. Maybe a couple so of fucking humble. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, I'm hyped, though. How many times I'm more hyped, hyped for this episode already? Like 20 already? Dude, Freaking that's funny because last week, snow skating like wasn't even on your radar. I'm like, dude, let's do the fucking podcast. The hype's already here. But I've already been around snow for like a month. So I'm like, yeah. dude, everyone's going to hate snow skating in like a month when they f- realize how hard it is. You got to do the podcast now. Get the hype going. And I'm not even joking. This was a week ago when you texted me to like start talking about this. And I had not thought about snow skating. And, you know, now that the boards came and actually snow skated, like all that hype just caught up. And now I'm just fucking stoked. <laughs> oh. I will I will say, honestly, that the hot dish video that was released now, what, like three years ago or so? That's actually one of my favorite snow skate videos released in the past like 10 years. I fucking love it. And that is kind of like a, a small, concise video like Bleached is. What is it? It's like maybe eight, nine minutes or something. It's only like six. Six? That video yeah. is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I if love it. If you haven't seen video. it, go back and rewatch it. It's so good. Editing is killer. Amazing footage. Yeah. Yeah, Great soundtrack. Awesome. I just, yep. that's like my favorite edit. Yeah, it's so good. Big time. I think there's too something to be said about the team diversity. Like, um, I like that Shannon. I like Andy. I think I'm more excited for Andy's clips because, I mean, we've seen what he can do at the Midwest. I've seen what he could do. If you go back in his YouTube, you can see his his Bidec clips from his backyard. And that kid is just crazy. I mean, we've skated with him a lot in, at Midwest. And that's like, you know, I, I would love to see a full part. I cannot wait for that. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Even what he put on Instagram, yeah. just to like today, I think it was that little mm-hmm. video edit that yeah. he made and him just launching and doing that melon grab. Like, dude, yeah. he just, he goes so big. It's so effortless. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> man, I don't understand how he sets up spots, but I can't skate the spots that he skates. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. He is. I don't, he's talented. I don't think enough people know. See his footage. Yeah. Not enough people know about Andy, dude. Yeah. yeah. He's actually incredible. People are going to know, but they don't know yet. <laughs> I know that I'm excited. I'm yeah. I think that's why I'm so excited for that video is just to finally see this like long coming Andy stuff that we knew he is more than capable of, but yet to see. So totally very eager for that. Shout totally. out to him too. Uh, won the Midwest open 2019 that year. 2020? Was it 2020? No, it was 2020 right before the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah. It was beginning of 2020. That's right. Yeah. February, 2020. That's right. I was a judge. I should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a hot dish podium that year. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was Andy, uh, Andy me, you, Alan. I think that you, year. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Because mm-hmm. as we know, Zach, Dave, and Josh, technique is always uh, land your tricks and warm up and don't land them in your heat. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Classic strategy. Classic. Every year. <laughs> Oh, Stoke from Midwest this year. Hopefully Phil yeah. announces a, a date sooner rather than later, but we will see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, new products that came out. So a couple new things to discuss. Uh, first of all, the prism grip ambition, making its own grip. So most of us are no longer getting grip through grip all. I think they're still doing their thing with Tundra grip though. Correct. From what you guys have heard. I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming I really have their thing. I have like no contact with them. I noticed that I don't either. their site is still up. So, okay. and they're still selling products and some other uh, websites that carry our products, like other online retailers still have Tundra Grip. But I don't know if it's like leftover stock or it's new stuff. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I really don't know what's up with them, but yeah, I mean, I only got to ride the Prism for a little bit on Saturday. Zach, I don't know if you have more time in it, but my initial impressions is, I mean, it seemed good first and foremost, but it seemed like a cross between the OG Extreme Grip, the covered studs, and then Tundra, which was, you know, a lot of people said was too aggressive. Um, it's still, it's synthetic. There's no metal. Uh, I shouldn't say synthetic, but there is no metal. I don't know what the material is. Uh, and the, I don't even know what you want to call them, the studs, they're the plastic things, the nipples or whatever, um, are nowhere near as tall or as aggressive as the Tundra Grip. So, uh, Zach, I don't know if you have experience on it so far? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I've been snow skating for a month, but I just got uh, my boards like a week ago and um, I've just been way too lazy to set one up for the last like week. I've just been using old boards because I really hate gripping snow skates. But yeah, I noticed that too. It's a little, it, it was meant to be kind of like in between. That was the whole goal from what I understand. And it's an injected polyurethane if anyone gives a damn. But uh, yeah, I, I realize that too. I think it is a little less aggressive. But even if it was too aggressive still, and this could be set a Tundra too, you can always snip the tips off. Maybe yeah. we've talked about that on the podcast before, yeah. but that's definitely a nice little move if you find it mm-hmm. to be too grippy. But then one day the conditions will be shitty and you'll wish you had that extra grip. So it's such a... That's why you just have to set up like four boards, honestly. I've been saying. I've been trying to preach. <laughs> I carry yeah, I carry three to every session for that reason. Dude, I, I went out with, I think, six this weekend. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> just unnecessary. <laughs> oh, yes. I destroyed one, so that was good. Um, and then the what? Jib series. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I tried a trick on a board eater spot and the spot ate my board. So that board's done. Uh, um, was it an old one, I'd hope? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it was an old one. It wasn't one of the yeah. new ones. I wouldn't do that to you, right. appreciate you, but that's, um, that's fair. And the jib series. Uh, so Ambition came out with a plastic, the first plastic made in a long time, because I'm not really counting the premieres that may have been made the last few years. I don't even know. Um, but it actually is a reasonable shape. Uh, you know, actually, I mean... Ambition's marketing it as an entry-level snow skate. It is still pretty flexible, still plastic snow skate, much lower price point, but you can actually do stuff on it. It's pretty cool. And I admittedly haven't rode it a ton, but my initial impressions are like, you can actually do snow skate stuff on this, which is not something that you could say from previous plastics. Uh, Andrew, Zach, you guys got time on them yet? Oh, it was so nostalgic getting it. Um, (laughs) And I know you're psyched. Uh, The colors I like, the colors are really classic. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's a different... So I'm stoked. Yeah. So what I know about it technically from uh, Phil is that it's it's a different it's not like it's a harder plastic and it's more malleable when it's inside and when it's cold it it holds its shape better Mm -hmm. which you notice right away you can actually do stuff on it it's a it's a i think it's about the same size as the smallest shape of the wooden board i think yeah so it's like half by 32 and it's not like the old premier first run plastics that are like seven and a half by like 32 (laughs) <laughs> no, they were they were short. The oh, ones I'm, I'm making a danger girl joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no, that was actually like a, a reasonable size. I feel like a kid could still ride it and be comfortable on it, but like mm-hmm. I could still ride it. So I mean, it's really kind of the best of both worlds. It's just nostalgic for me. And then we got in an argument too. I wanted to bring this up because you put extreme grip on yours, and I am yeah. riding mine like a purist. <laughs> with no extreme grip that is OG the way the og way that you did back, back in the day or maybe i'll cut out like the bottom of a 
an office chair mat with the spikes yeah. and do some do some old uh something old school like that just for fun but yeah i mean it's definitely something to to bring to a session like honestly i hope we start seeing people that do that and just get a clip on this even doesn't have to be like something crazy but just to get a clip on a plastic oh, i think would be. i want to get a clip on one so we, bad be we've so been doing sick. it that's sick. we're stockpiling right now that's love awesome. it we were like, Blay, if you send Dan and I a jib board, like we'll we'll definitely film clips on it. And Dan, dude, he, I've watched him already do a bunch of stuff on it. I've, I've seen him tray flip it and stuff. Like That's he, awesome. it worked. Wow. It, it's definitely the best plastic board I've ever ridden, and it's the fastest mm-hmm. one hands down. Yeah, but man, cool. it's still hard to ride. <laughs> it is. To yeah, when I when I first went out and threw mine down, this was you know it was fresh snowfall, not great snow conditions. I didn't have the extreme grip on it yet, and the combination of no grip and it being warm from like sitting inside my house, so it was like super flexible. I'm like, oh boy, this is this is definitely a plastic snow skate we got here. And then <laughs> once I got grip on it, I left it in my car and I rode it this weekend and you know, it stiffened up a little bit. The pop got a little better. And of course, extreme grip helps everything. So it's like, okay, that, now you can actually ride it. So if you're having issues, definitely throw a little grip on there. Let it sit out in the cold. Um, let it stiffen up a little bit. And Zach, you were saying you can actually shape them a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are kind of already touching on it, but yeah, if you bring it inside and as we were saying, you know, they're more, malleable so if you just take like let's say you're like oh these this nose and this tail are way too steep like i saw a lot of that in the comments like yo these kicks are crazy like the old premiere ones like what the hell but yeah if you go inside and bend them down a little bit and then stick it in the coal a little stiffen like that so you can kind of adjust it it's kind of nice to have like your own preference on it i don't know any other boards where you can mold it so (laughs) kind of cool (laughs) (laughs) and they're made from the same material as the revolution i'm pretty sure it's uh what is that interesting DPE is that what it is? Yeah. So that they are fast for sure. Yeah. I just wish they made it's them good... like thirty six by nine, but I also acknowledge that I'm not the the target market for the snowscape. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I really think it will serve as a good introductory board board for people just like looking to understand riding or maybe they're just in their backyard. They're not taking it too seriously. But that was a big hesitation for us for so many years. You know, this, this has been a topic of conversation within Ambition for like maybe five, six years. I mean, yeah. we've always seen it as an option. We knew it could be something we could do for a cheaper price point. I mean, a lot of times retailers would turn away Ambition because they're like, well, we're not buying these boards. They're way too expensive. They won't sell. And so even with that, we lost out on a lot of, you know, potential revenue, but we didn't want to sacrifice quality. We want to be known as some sellout stuff. We don't want to do, I mean, we worked so hard to gain a reputation as a making these legitimate boards. We don't want to jeopardize that by making a plastic board that just sucks. So that's why it took so long to really come into light and make an actual board. So we wanted a plastic board that was actually going to be solid. We didn't want to just make something for the sake of making it. And I, and I, I know Blaze pretty, happy with the um, results. I'm pretty surprised yeah. with how fast they are. But again, it's all about making that distinction and marketing it as a beginner board. We don't want, you know, everyone who DM, DMs me on Instagram, on the Ambition Instagram, um, I'll look at their page and if they're a good skateboarder, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'd probably steer clear of the jib board. Um, I think you have, you know, experience to try something else, you know, enough skateboarding background to try a better board. So we really do try to make sure it's well known that the board is meant for beginners. But that's not going to stop me from hitting a handrail on one this year. I'm going to do it yes. for sure. Yes. Oh, I love it. And I was just looking <laughs> like, at the price I also point. Want, because, I also want to – sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, well, I just looked at the price point because it is significant. I mean, the the jibs are 105 cat, and the pro models that we ride are 185. 
So, I mean, that's almost half the price. Like if you're a kid trying to get into snow skating, you want something decent, but you don't want to drop, you know, especially if you're in Canada and you're trying to buy grip, you know, call it, you know, two thirty or something before tax or whatever. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I wanted to add too. I think I just, maybe Zach can expand on this a little bit, but they're made in Canada, right? So there's, there's feasibly like you won't have, I mean, is there, is it going to be the kind of thing where there's not going to be like supply issues, like with wood boards, because it could potentially be, and then like the graphics won't change. It's just about color and they're done locally. So like, is it going to be the kind of thing where like you could just potentially just keep making runs through a season if they get, if they start selling, like, so don't quote me on this. I might be wrong, but I think the reason there are supply issues anyway, is kind of like what Andrew was just saying, obviously, materials and things like that are a big factor and i think it is easier and quicker to make jib boards so i think that there'll be less of an issue with the supply of the jib boards at least but it's not to say that there wouldn't be any at all because um when ambition makes boards through control manufacturing um it's kind of like i think it's like a seasonal thing because they also make skateboards there so they can't i i believe it's that and again if i'm wrong here i'm sorry but I think they can only like book so much time there. Like that, that manufacturing plant is for use for other things. They can't just be like, Hey, you're only going to make snow skates now. Like they have other business to do. So I think that's why they can only make so many boards in this much time span. And that's why, I mean, this year still, we made more boards than ever. And yet they were sold out again, pretty much immediately. If you don't count all the shops and stuff, I mean, they still, you can still find them in, 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 different shops and retailers and whatever else. But yeah, I think that's why there is such an issue with supply and demand at the moment, at least mm. partly why. Zach, I just can't wait to see you hit a handrail on that thing this year. I'm holding you to that. I'm Dude, I'll there. fucking do it for sure. I, I was oh, literally like, I, I, you send me that? Like, I mean, you got to think about it. COSD used to pull some wild shit on a plastic premiere. And I, I think I, I heard this from Blay. <laughs> Not directly from CSD, but he said that was CSD said that's the best plastic board he ever ridden was the new jib boards. Mm, so if that's coming from the plastic magician, then like that's a yeah. great way to vouch for a product. I mean, he's like, this is the best. So I'm like, okay, that dude used to get down on it. If I can't hit a hand around this jib board, like what am I? <laughs> anyone, uh, listening, hey, we, anyone listening right now, last thing before we break, too legit to quit. If that's still out anywhere and you're thinking about getting a plastic board, go look up that video. Yes. It'll open your mind a little bit. <laughs> oh, was there so one good. called? And then there's plastic addiction. Plastic Is addiction. That one? Yeah, yeah, that's a great part. That's another yeah. great classic. All right, we got to drop for a Zoom break, boys, because I'm still too cheap to pay for a license. Uh, but we will be coming back shortly with uh, listener questions and a new segment. We have a trivia section, so we'll be back shortly. All right, we are back with a new segment, a trivia segment. This uh, this is hosted by Zach, so I have no idea what this is going to look like or what you're planning, Zach, so take it away. I don't really have anything planned. You made it – you just passed that off to me like I'm, like, going to come in like a game show host and, like, with those, like, tiny microphone and start, like, with a different voice. That's what I was hoping for, honestly. I, I, I really don't have much. I was just saying we could add a new segment. I know Eric needs brushing up on his snow skate history. I, I really you know? do. I'm about to get exposed here. Yeah, and I think you will. I think Andrew has a, a pretty damn solid background, but I think Eric needs a little help. So for the sake of him, and maybe if any listeners find it interesting, I was like, why don't we do some trivia we also threw out the idea of a Jeopardy episode, which eh, may or may not happen. I'm hoping it will. Maybe I already made the whole game. Maybe it has to now. Um, <laughs> right. 
but that's a little later on down the line and hopefully we'll have a guest if we do that too that'll be fun we can yeah. put you guys all against each other watch eric get smoked yeah. um <laughs> anything before 2009 i'm oh man it's not gonna be good oh you're fucked then dude all right <laughs> um before we get into this this is really irrelevant hey andrew what was your name on the premiere forums i was trying to think of it today while doing the dishes that's oh what i do God. when i do the dishes <laughs> i think about things like that jesus christ <laughs> I think it's, it might be the same as my YouTube. It might be Vitamins 3. I yes, it is. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's it. I, I was like, Voltron? I knew it was a V. Sick. All right. Yeah, that's when it. I was When I was like, you know, when it was cool to be on IM Instant Messenger or whatever for all you Zoomers out there, back in my day, things were a little different. I, uh, <laughs> I went to a website because I couldn't think of like a cool one. So I went to a random word generator website and Vitamins was the first thing that popped up. And I like that because... Justin Majetsky's thing was variant three, so it's like so vitamin three is like. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. I never knew that funny. either. That's yeah, such a weird. One. That's similar background. to the awkward origination, though. I mean, they mm-hmm. just opened a yeah. dictionary and pointed their finger, and it was awkward, yep. and then they just fucked up the spelling, and that's mm-hmm. how awkward came to be awkward. Yeah, well, they didn't flip very far into that dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I never knew where your name came from either. I, I thought maybe you just loved like. GM, GNC or maybe your <laughs> super into health benefits. I don't know. Just All right. Those are relevant. <laughs> so yeah, the trivia is going great so far. Um, <laughs> honestly, I was thinking for this one, maybe we'll uh, get something a little more smoother going, but we we're talking about for this segment, just doing five questions today. Um, yeah. We'll give you both 20 seconds to write down an answer and present it to the webcam. Um, whoever wins, I guess can chug a drink. <laughs> I'm just Whoever loses can chug their drinks. So that's Eric. I know he likes that when he has work in the morning. So yeah, I'm not chugging, chugging this pint. I'm sorry, boys. Without further ado, let's uh, let's get into it. I, I'm gonna arrange these also, or we're gonna go from easiest to hardest today. So five questions again. We'll go easiest first. So whenever you guys are ready to think, let's get into it. Okay. And if you want to ask Good. me to repeat the question, feel free. Okay. Cool. Here we go. First question. This premier writer from the Aspen, Colorado area received their first pro model in 2005. Who was it? Should I be timing this shit? Where's my phone? Oh, yeah, I'm reading oh, off. I think that'd be good. We're yeah. Good. That, you guys are both good? Yep. All right. Ready? Who wants to show it first? Max LT. All right, chalk up a point for both of y'all. I hope you would get that. Me too. Legendary Max Hilty. Yes. Here, here's a fun bonus question. Could you tell me what his first graphic was? Maybe Andrew could. Oh yeah, the eye. Was it the eye one? You're close. I think that was the year after. Mm, It it was the. Was it the? It was the. It was a car, wasn't it? No. Fuck. It wasn't the one with the blue like bubble text near the tail. That wasn't his first one. No, it wasn't. No. Okay. There was one before it. I don't remember. There what was, it was one more before that. That was the next year, though. Mm-hmm. God, I don't remember. Well, I didn't sucks have for you guys. Here. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it was actually a spider. It was like red. Do you guys remember this? It was like a gray yeah. and red graphic with a spider on the bottom. That was an 0506 board, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I think that was his first model. You, you said red, and I was I was thinking the red sports car one. That's why I have my wires yeah. crossed. Yeah. Okay. No, no. That's that, I remember that now. 
All right. Moving on. You guys ready for the next one? Yep. This one should be really easy, but it might trip you up just like thinking about it too hard. But um, can you name the three variants of extreme grip? That kind of might be wrong when I say that out loud because one of them, I guess the third one got renamed in a sense, if that helps you out. I don't know if I have the names right, but I think I got it. Damn, I hope I'm not forgetting some. I'll look like a fucking chump. I'm trying <laughs> right. to think now if I'm forgetting any. I'm thinking there's only three ever, but. That's what I got. Yeah. Covered, exposed, and then Tundra. Sure. What does your say, though? Uh, let's say studded. What's the second one? Normal. <laughs> Normal, studded, yeah, and Tundra. Cover. You're going to have to elaborate on that a little more. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll cross that one out. I'll take, a, I'll take a deduction on that one. I forgot. Well, what did you mean when you said studded? I'm guessing normal would be the exposed. The, the the okay. So the first I've had all of the varieties. I forget the 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 kind with the metal exposed, right? Yeah. And the covered, and then the extreme is the top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're gonna give it to you. Yeah. This stuff. I'm gonna give it to you. You knew what you're talking yes. about. Yeah. That's exposed. <laughs> that's the one. And then there is obviously the OG. We'll go cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, covered. I guess is a better way to say it. Right. right. I've always heard of it as. In technical terms, exposed, unexposed, and then tundra, which I guess maybe tundra isn't actually extreme grip. It's its own thing called tundra. So I don't know if it'd really be a variant. I could be wrong when I say yeah, that. Yeah, because it's under grip all is the brand and extreme grip is the product, right? And then right. tundra was Correct. kind of its own product. So was a I mean, product. I knew what you were yeah, saying. So. But, yeah. yeah, maybe I should have said the three products by grip all, but yeah. here we are. All right. So third question this one, I put this in the middle, but honestly, it's kind of it's kind of a hard question. You're going to have to run through a lot of options in your head. And if you want any kind of clarification after I read this, I would understand. So <laughs> I'm going to try to – there's going to be a couple of key words in here for you, and I'll point them out. So during the days in which all three were producing boards, very important, this was the only snow skater to ride for Premier, Ambition, and Icon throughout his career. Now – a keyword during when they're actually producing boards. There's been other riders that wrote for Ambition when it was an apparel company, and that's what I wanted to specify. But this rider rode for all three of them while they're actually and actually rode their boards. So I'm going to start a timer on this one right now, though. Oh my god! Give you the extra time. I have to think of the the icon team riders. That's the hard one. Oh my god. This and is this is someone one. we we definitely all know, but it's it's it is hard to think about for oh, sure. No hint, Zach. No hint. So oh. <laughs> everyone knows oh each other god. in snow skating. <laughs> yeah, there's only a twenty of us. <laughs> oh boy. I don't want to write someone down done. I'm gonna leave that one You're blank. gonna have to know. you're gonna leave it blank. Oh yeah, I think you should right now. Five. Right. Four. Fuck. Three. Two. All right. One. What do we got? Pro. That is such a good answer, but it is not because oh, he, he was never on Premiere. That's I remember thinking about that when I came up to yeah, it. He was never it. on okay. Premiere. I was like, what do you have, Eric? I think Bjorn, right? It was Bjorn. That's correct. Oh my god. You're right. Wow. How did I miss that? That's a tough one. I did he have a pro oh, model for Icon too? Yeah, he um, well, he did a graphic for one. I yeah, wait, didn't he? He did have a pro model. 
I guess you could have threw him on Evolve, too. I could have said he wrote for Evolve, but that would have ruined it, because he had a pro medal for Evolve, oh, yeah. even. Too, yeah, I remember I that. I don't know if he ever had one for Icon, though. Did I, I don't either. Pro? I don't know if they... I don't even know if they had pro models. They just had, like... Um, they had Matt. Well, they had a Matt Plays pro model. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, that's a good one. And Josh Oak's pro model. Yeah, so they did. That was yeah, a tough one. one. Like designed his own one. stuff. He like he made yeah. graphics and different boards and stuff, but I don't think he ever had a mm-hmm. pro model on Icon. Yeah, I, I think that's correct as well. God, I could do one. these all night. I that love was these. a good one. Right. I admittedly had way too much fun making these. I had to like work during the day, and I was like, I just put it off for like an hour and just made up <laughs> forty of these questions, if not more. Now, all right, let's move it on, or let's move it on. Hell yeah, um, let's move on. We're on four, right? Yes, let's yeah, go. Four. All right. Whenever you're uh, ready for it, guys. Yep. All right. All right. These two models were the only boards in Ambition history to have five grooves instead of seven. Whose were they? When I say whose, I guess I mean pros, obviously. Forgot to start the timer. <laughs> All right. Oh fuck! Wait, no. Hold on. Sorry. Right. You still got like pro. twenty seconds. They're pro models, right? Do, yeah. Get, who... Do I get a hint on the year? Mm-mm. God, no. Because I, I. So I'm gonna bring that up later. I'm gonna get yeah. a little background on it. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I got so, it. Give you ten more seconds. You good, Eric? Yep. All right. Go for it. Correct. Yep. Alan and Phil. I guess that's... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they were also the first people to ever even have pro models on Ambition. And this was yeah, the third true. year of them making boards. This would have been 2009, yep. 2010. Also, even more to go into it, they were the first people to ever have a graphic, I guess you could say. That was the first year in 2009, 10 that they started doing like the die cut A. And there was yeah. a blue one and a green one. Mm-hmm. Alan's green, Phil's blue. Five grooves, and they never did it again. There's also a carbon fiber ply. I don't know if you remember that, too. I do remember that. I still have my Phil Smaji in my garage, I think. And they had the graphics yeah. on the grip, too, on the foam that just came off, like, instantly in the first session. Yeah, yeah. Because they also made other die cuts that year. That was the year I started getting flow from them. So I have a red one, but that was seven. I had, like, a team board, but it still had a die cut. And mine was oh, red, and they made a black one that was also a team board and also die cut. And then maybe that was it that year. I'm not really sure. Maybe they had a team board. I'm but did they sure. do that the next year? Because I, mean, I think it was the Phil Allen in 2009, 2010, and then the die cut red and black ones were the team boards the next year. And then they had the nope. the larger angle day. Or I'm wrong. No, because if you watch uh, Snow Skate Aliens, a bunch of people like Josh the Gay is yeah, riding you're right, you're right. like yep. the black and white die cut, but it's not a pro model. And those did have seven grooves, not five. So only the pro models had them that year. Yep. Fun little fact. All right. Now we're going, we're going to move on to what I think would maybe be a kind of a hard one. I don't know. So whenever y'all are ready for this. I can't believe I'm four for four. Let's Let's go. Yeah. But but when you get to the Jeopardy I made, it's a largely premiere based at times and you might struggle a lot more. There's a couple in there that are like, the, couple, the hardest questions in there, I'm like, no one's even going to get. I asked Blay one of them the other day. He didn't know it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> these are going to be fucking hard. All right. 
So before Icon, Matt Plays released videos under this production company. <clears throat> My God, I remember it, but I don't remember it. I'm starting this a timer is... now. <clears throat> Why is this so fun for me? It's fucked up. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. Like all this oh useless God. knowledge I'm like proud of. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like 60% sure on this one. I'm going to give you guys 15 more seconds. I don't this have it. Hard one. I don't think I have it. Oh, variant three. Can you name so a production? Easier. What was the production that this, uh, was it just like YouTube content? Uh, no, they made a full length. I have it actually sitting on there. I think they made a full length called enjoy the view. Oh my god, yeah. I just watched that. Do you have something written, Eric? Is that why yeah, you're sitting it. back? I think I okay. got it. Oh, you got it. I have something. I don't know if it's maybe. it. I was just roasting you prior to this, but maybe you know more than I had assumed, actually. I'm not maybe I mo- know more than I know. I thought I was going to blow this segment. What does that say? Variant 3? Yeah, it's not it. That was just the Majetsky's production company. Yeah. Is it 89 Days? No, that's just the video they made. Oh, fuck. What was 89 it? Days, I don't know if it was under this production company or if it was the first Icon video. I thought Before I Let's seeing that like, logo or a title in one of Matt Plays' X Games edits or something that he did under that. Oh, it was Retrospect Films. Right? There you go. Oh, I'm not going to give it to you, though. You already yeah. did it. You now get it. Oh man! Okay. But yeah, it was retrospect films. Damn, I'm impressed you would got that out of anyone, Eric. I'm like, oh, I feel like that was a little before your time. Oh, it definitely That's was. I feel like I only know that just from doing research on like the Matt plays episode. You know? Awesome. <laughs> yep. Retrospect films. Oh, I forgot. Man. Yeah, I remember. Good for that street now. cred, but no point. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty nine days came to me super quick, but I'm like, I don't know if that's it. <sighs> yeah. That's what I got. Eric got one up on me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that Rick was Boy, you still won the by one. Oh, I yeah, I love doing this. So that was All great. Right, I can't wait for the now. Jeopardy. All right. <laughs> you, you don't have to do that. It's water just chucked. Oh, <laughs> just a bottle. <laughs> oh, rips a shot though. There you go. Respect. Oh. All right, that Shout was fun. To, uh, Looking forward to doing. Yeah, that game. was good for me. That Good for morale. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's dive into listener questions. All right, should we start? Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the beginning. All right, what would Jay do? Does it even snow anymore? Eh, not really. I wish. Man, <laughs> that was a weird topic. Not that it's very relevant to this podcast, but when I lived downstate in Kalamazoo with Dave, we would have real winters for like the first three years we lived there, and then the for next sure. three I lived there, it just wasn't a thing. Yeah, it's almost like global warming's real. Who would have thought? Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that to get was political. so sick in like the yeah the Sava days, man. It was tight. Right, those winters yeah. were fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. So I know where I Jay's coming like, from. Uh, yeah, I feel like our winters in Minnesota too, where we get we actually get snow, and then like this week it's gonna be fifty and rain, and like yeah, yeah oh, I, right. That that's even worse. Here in December, even yeah, never, never, never. Dude. It's just crazy. I snow skated today, and it was forty six, and I had a bad high. Oh, I bet you did. That <laughs> it sucked ass. I don't even know why I tried. All I right. I took the day off work today and I thought about snow skating and I saw it was like 37 and sunny. I'm like, 
no, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That doesn't sound. Oh, it's colder there, at least. We're supposed to rain here this week, and we have like two feet right, right now, and might all leave. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Um, yep. All right, Archie Skate Clips. Thoughts on Hovland's new larger single deck? So this is a loaded question, and we need to talk about Hovland before answering this question. Oh, we haven't addressed this on the podcast in the past. We've kind of we've kind of skirted this one, but. Man, short answer. I got it right. I'm looking at it right here, the shape. And I mean, yeah, it's, we're talking a little bit about it. And it's like the, it's like the longboard of snow skating. Let's let's get into, let's talk about Hovland as a company before we talk about the board. Cause we need to, we need to preface this conversation. Someone's going to have to clarify when they say the new larger single deck. Is it that one shaped one I've seen before? I I assume that is talking about the the cruiser single deck shape. Yeah. It's um, like okay. a fish. Just for anyone listening, it's like a fish-shaped board, basically. Okay. Yeah. Like but, it'd be like a it'd be like a smaller pow surfer, basically. Yeah, but actually, as a company, man, I I don't know. I there's a reason that you don't see a lot of people filming on Hovlands and people in snow skating down with Hovland, and I want to be careful about this too. This is not just like, oh yeah, I ride for ambition, so I'm going to hate on the competitors. Like it's not like that at all. Like you know, we're down with Icon. We always have been when no. they were. Yeah, thing. we love Icon. You know, I, I shouldn't speak to Hot Dish, but it seemed like everybody on Ambition and in snow skating was stoked on Hot Dish at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Hot Dish had a direction. Icon, you know, had a direction and did stuff for snow skating. And at least in the single deck world, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know enough about bidecking. I'm not going to go there, but they don't do anything. Like they don't have a team. They don't produce content. I guess they make boards, but that's kind of it. Like to me, they're in the same category as Premiere the last, you know, 10 years or so. Like, yeah, they made snow skates and you could buy a Premiere snow skate and ride it, but. Other than that, what were they doing? Like nothing, you know, like, yeah, I guess they have an Instagram account and they do some reposts or whatever, but you know, I guess everyone does that, but I'm not hating just to hate, but again, there's a reason that you don't see people stoked on Hovland and really buying their products other than, you know, at least in the single deck world and out of necessity last year when you couldn't buy an ambition, right? Like, do they have a team? Are they giving boards to anyone? I I want to... I want to give props to one dude that I think is involved with them. And I think he maybe officially would ride for their, their team, even though no one would know it because they don't really showcase him. But Josh Poe, who I don't know if he still works for grip all, at all, but that was who my prior contact was when I was, when I was getting grip through grip all was Josh. So I really do appreciate that dude. And he's a ripper yes. and he's yes. put out footage where he rides Hovland. So I really respect that dude, but that just mm-hmm. goes to show that I feel like they just kind of give him the short end of the stick too. this dude's like, out there giving it his all and he fucking rips and then it's like who even knows who i'm talking about right now when he deserves a lot more do they showcase him enough maybe i'm a little bit oblivious on this but it feels like if that's your one rider out there fucking doing it you should showcase him because he rips and he's a good dude from what i know and all my experiences with him have been awesome so i want to give that guy props at least and i second that too i mean he was my contact at grip all when i was talking to them he was awesome he hooked me up he's a ripper he's great um but yeah, I agree with you. Short end of the stick is a good way of summarizing it. Like, what are they doing for that dude who's out there killing and riding their boards? Like, to my knowledge, nothing. And I feel like there's not many people, well, better walk that back a little bit. But I feel like we're pretty connected in snow skating and we have no idea what they're doing and no knowledge of them hooking anybody up, hooking anybody up or doing anything for anyone. So 
I don't yeah. know. Zach, do you have any further comments on this? I mean, Sorry, nothing more really than you had just said. I mean, just I feel like they don't really give back to snow skating much, so it's hard they for really me to don't. jump on board and be really into it. Where again, when you talked about companies like Hot Dish or you talked about companies like Icon, for example, I mean, they're putting on snow skate contests, snow skate events, like the Go Snow Skate yeah. Day, Definitely. putting out full lengths. They're supporting their riders as best they could, and I, that's why, like, when we say it, it's not just hating on a competitor. You know, we all loved Icon. The fact that they went in on hiatus really bummed me out, but I get where they're coming from. It's hard. Yeah. But and kind of like you said, it's like we see Hovland now, but I just wonder what their real motive is. I wonder what their intentions are. And I wonder um, if, you know, I feel like I, just, I see Icon again, go on this hiatus. And I feel like they should have they should still be around if if anything, it's 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 unfortunate to see maybe like a company like this seen as more of a cash grab. Totally. And, and yeah, I mean, maybe at least that's how it feels. I could be wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's something in the works that we have no idea about. Maybe they are putting together a team or maybe they are filming for something. I have no idea, but to our knowledge, you know, that's not happening and I'd love to see it if it's a thing, but yeah, I just love to see them do something for snow skating other than sell boards. Well, the thing I was going to point out is that I think they're a, a buy deck company first and like, that's yeah. a whole different industry that we you know, and just to yeah. just to briefly go back to the question, just for anyone who's curious, it's nine about nine and a half by thirty-five and a half. It's a fish shape, so it's something that is definitely more of kind of like a smaller pow surfer, I guess. I mean, this is not even the same application as as what we would consider a single deck snow skate. Like you, you, I don't honestly, and I just have all that's on their website is a mock up. It's not actually the physical product. It's just the graphic with the mock-up. But that's like 100, the same 159 bucks too. You're about the same as a price as a. So I don't know. I mean, having not ridden one, I don't know. Having that, yeah. Anyway, but the application just isn't even the same. So. And yeah, yeah. to actually answer the question, I did want to preface that, or I wanted to give some background and actually talk about them as a company before answering the question because I am intrigued and I, I don't know enough about the physics of what makes a snow skate a good snow skate and how something that is shaped and not just, you know, totally straight edges. Like we're used to riding on single decks, like how that'll actually work. It's intriguing, but I have no idea if it will, but I mean, I would love to try one if there's one around. I, I have no clue, but it's, it's cool. I think it'd be cool if those, you know, shapes actually work to see more of those, but yeah, no idea. I mean, it seems like it has the same dimensions as a Phil Moru board, but just with a different shape. I got to imagine it's still functional beyond a pow surf, in my opinion. Because, I mean, I use my full length. I use my full board. Sorry, my big board. I always call them fulls. Back in the day, Premier, we call them full yeah, boards. Full yeah. Anyways, I use that shit more than anything. So I feel like it. I would hope it would still operate as such, maybe a hybrid between the two. But yeah. And here's the thing, too, is it's not It's not in production. It's um. It's still pre-order at this point, and it'll be shipped on December thirteenth, uh, December fifteenth, so in a few days. So I mean, it's not, it's, two days from it's now. not like an out now kind of a thing. Any yeah, other shape? Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I'd like to see what the nose and tail look like because presumably, if this is a power surfer, I'm gonna guess that the the nose and tail aren't that high. But you can't really tell just from the um the mock up, yeah, from the mock up, yeah. Yeah. So I can't really answer that question. It, it does seem intriguing, but yeah, until we see one and see what else they do, who knows? <laughs> um, similar. Well, not really kind of 
Uh, Lisa Fowler, different size snow skates, pros and cons of, you know, longer boards, wider boards. Um, I think the easiest way to sum it up is the bigger board you have, the more stability you're going to have, the shorter and, you know, skinnier board you have, the easier it's going to be for flip tricks. Then you got to find the balance that's right for you. Um, I, <laughs> Zach, you pointed this out that I don't actually do flip tricks anymore. I didn't realize that. And I've been riding the bigger boards. I had no idea. Um, that I don't do flip tricks, but I mean, I prefer the bigger boards. I just love the stability and like, I had fun messing around on that jib, but it being, you know, eight and a half by 32, 32 and a half or whatever. I was like, man, this thing feels like a toy or a tech deck compared to what I'm used to riding, you know? So I don't know. For me, that stability far outweighs the, you know, maneuverability, you know, the ability to flip the board and the smaller board. But um, yeah, I think it boils down to stability versus flipping your board. Zach? I kind of I have a lot to say on this topic, but I won't. I'll try to keep it concise because we have. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I would agree that like the only reason I still use the smaller board at this point is because for technical tricks and flip tricks. But then you see someone like Danny who's shorter than me, and you know he can tray flip those things very heel, and he can do all that stuff where I might only kick flip peel flip them. So you know it's really is all personal preference. But I'm also a person that was against the big board for. Years and years and years until about three, four years ago when uh, I was like, yeah, sure, give me one. I'll try it out. And my friend was using my real board, my go-to board. So I started riding it and I was like, I fucking love this thing. And as you said, it's the added stability that I love. Uh, as I get older, I kind of value more like basic tricks straight on, you know, just like board slides and kickflips and simpler stuff. So I love it for that. And that's the pro. I feel like that's a huge pro versus con thing right there is like simpler tricks I feel are way better on it but danny b would probably disagree with me and lastly this is something i noticed maybe people would dispute this but um dude they're faster i don't care what anyone says maybe it's a surface-based thing but they're faster and they stay faster longer and maybe i shouldn't say like people are gonna be running to go get them like they're gonna you know they're gonna survive a nuclear explosion or whatever but i really do think they're a little faster and i think they stay faster and that's why i love them too interesting andrew as a bigger dude how do you feel about the bigger boards versus the um, you know, smaller standard boards. Yeah. So I've always skated the bigger boards. Um, and, and how tall are you and what's your shoe size for people's reference? Um, size 13 shoe. I'm six, five, 180 pounds. That's what it says on my driver's license. <laughs> so, um, I've always skated the Moreau or the Allen size mm-hmm. stuff. And then actually this year, um, I got the, the Jensen Fisker pro model which is uh, it's about the same size as what my skateboard is. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I think uh, if you have the ability, if you're fortunate enough to be able to have two sizes, but again, like I'm, I'm pretty tall and like I could still get flip tricks on the bigger boards, but I am really excited to try the smaller one. I just got it. Haven't even gripped it yet, but. And keep in mind, smaller is relative. It's the Jensen, which is the, yeah. the mid-size, it's a, you know, 34 yeah, by eight. For, It's the yeah, good in-between. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's honestly, and just, just having it and seeing it, I think the in, that in-between size is going to be kind of the best of both worlds, especially if you don't know what kind of skating you want to do. So I'm really excited to have um, have it this season. We'll see if I get some flip tricks this year. And hopefully is, that's kind of what my plan is because I'd like to get back to that. And yeah, just flipping the big, the big 36 by not, you know, that's just, I can do it, but it like, I only got <laughs> maybe a couple in me, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit harder to flip for sure. But yeah. I mean, I'm with you. My little board is the Jensen too. And I think, mo- I mean, if you're like full grown adult, I think you'll be better served by, 
you know, gravitating toward the Jensen or the Moreau size versus the, the standard ambition size of the eight and a half mm-hmm. by 32 and a half. I just think that added size will benefit more people than not. Maybe people should buy my board. What do you mean? Oh, also true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the, Jeremy and mine are like, again, a little bit in between, but I agree that I think, I think that Jensen is a nice size board, even though it's wider, it's not as long. I think it's the length that's hard to flip more than it is the width. Oh, yeah. Because I could do all the same flip tricks on the Jensen that I could not do on the Moru. So sure, and there's extra length there as well as width. Yeah, but, sure. gotcha. That's what. That's exactly it. Because I I was thinking about where I kick, and what's harder about the Moro is that it's a longer board. So like I, where I'm used yep. to hitting my kick flips on my skateboard is not where it is on my snow skate. Exactly. And the, when I under rotate kickflips on my bigger boards like i always do that's why i wanted the the fisker this year sure anyway sure um, oh yeah all right um long-winded Cameron, answer for lisa yeah that was a very long <laughs> sorry long answer um but cameron lapstra concave or no concave i think the unanimous answer is concave i don't know anybody that prefers no concave and if anything people prefer extra concave double concave i uh i have, I have a lot to say on that Okay, go for it. You don't have to go to bed tonight, do you, Eric? Okay. No, no we're good, man. <laughs> so I get a lot of people messaging me, and I feel like now I'm just – this is only from my perspective, but people are like, man, like the pro boards are all – I can't find one. Like they can only find a team board maybe when they message me, and they're like, like I need that concave. And I'm like thinking how when – I used to ride no concave boards for the first like at least like six, seven years I rode for Ambition, and I could do all the same flip tricks I could on those than I could on the concave. I don't think the concave really affects your flip tricks that much. I really don't think it does that much. I don't feel it at all. So I wouldn't make it like a – to me, it's not like a make or break point on a board. I mean, the one thing I love about it is just how it feels kind of standing on it, and I like that it prevents toe drag. And I like how it even looks. I know that's kind of a dumb thing to say but looking down at it i don't know but at least in terms of functionality and how it flicks maybe it's just how i skate i never really even noticed that much of a difference it wasn't like oh i can tray flip on these boards but i can't tray flip on the team board i could do all the same tricks i don't know about you guys i mean you guys also rode boards that didn't have concave because it didn't exist yeah so, and I did don't, you notice I, the difference i think it's largely a comfort thing like i don't think it's i don't know i don't think there's too much there technically necessarily but i've been just thinking back to like 2013 2014 like once we all discard like discovered that concave was a thing like icon did it for a while with the true concave inserts but i mean what we were doing i think we've talked about this in previous podcasts before is taking the grip up and then making like a ladder of like one two three layers of grip to like basically make our own concave and between like us doing that and then ambition starting to make the concave like there really weren't any holdouts that i remember that didn't go to concave as soon as that started being a thing so yeah um again i don't think it's like you said a necessity but if you have the option i do think that I mean, yeah. it's just so much more comfortable to ride and does prevent toe drag. The best way to put it comfortable for sure. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're asking me this question, cut and, you know, cut and dry, yeah, concave all day, but I don't think it should deter someone from getting a board. If all they have is like, oh, the team board's the only option you really want to snow skate. Trust me, the team board is still a really great board. You know, yeah. it's not going to be that drastically different, but I'm also saying don't discount the pro model. So yeah, but yeah concave totally. all day. Sorry. That's totally. just my opinion is don't expect a crazy difference. Totally. To me. Um, uh, Gucci Dan, what's the acceptable amount of 40s to bring with at the sesh? Uh, at least a couple. Four. Yeah, three or four. You know, you always got to be looking out for the homies too, you know. Just 
You, know, you don't want to go about, dry um, at the session. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, oh, I meant for one person. <laughs> yeah, how many do you bring? It, uh, it's more about how you pace yourself because depending on <laughs> when you start, when you get your trick, then you yeah. can really open up. But if you if you get there and you've been pre-gaming, you're not going to get your trick and then maybe it turns into something else. You know? Well, you got to pre-game it's a little bit. You got to make sure you have the celebratory beers on deck. You know, you got to yeah. put it all out. You got to have a full backpack. You know, it's a natural cooler in the winter. You, you know, you're good. You open the 40, you don't finish it right away. You yeah. just sip it. <laughs> yep. You take you it slow. You have to slow. pace yourself. Yes, this is true. Unless yeah, you're tr- trying the 540 challenge, which is to drink 540s in <laughs> a day, I think, is the 540 challenge. Yeah, it was a day. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. God damn. Well, don't get yeah, the high gravity. Cool. You never want to get high gravity. Oh, no, God. No. And then Duick asks, how many beers are required to snow skate? I'm going to answer this one in a not as joking of a manner. There is a sweet spot, and it all depends on if you drink before or during. So I think like two to three beers in a session is pretty nice. Get your, you know, but I don't think you should drink two to three before you go out. But if it's during the process and you're already warmed up and you're already skating, then I think, it, you know, I'm not saying to go get drunk and go fucking skate or, it, you know, everyone, yeah. it impairs everyone differently. But there's a nice little happy medium sweet spot with like two to three drinks for me. And there is, you know, there's an explanation behind this. And it's funny because what you're describing, I experienced the same thing playing pinball. I experienced the same thing on the golf course. I, I'm not kidding. You get into a relaxed state, you get your head kind of out of the game and you let your body do its thing. And it kind of works. And now I'm not totally 100% advocating to drink yeah. any kind of snow <laughs> right, skate or right. anything like that. But there's a nice little sweet spot. You can get away with it. It's not It's not necessarily a bad thing. But then once you go off that cliff, there's no coming back. You're fucked. Yeah. You, you need to make sure you do not get close to that cliff or you're done. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> oh, man. Duick, is Rick the best pinball player in the Twin Cities? I'm yeah. Not, I'm where trying. do you rank I, these days? Where do you rank I'm, these days? Do you have any kind of a reference? And don't. Don't be so modest. Let's hear where you're Ryan, ranking. I'll fucking pull it up. God damn it. Um, all right. All right. Oh, there's a question. in. Uh, oh, no. Keep going. Keep going. I, I 947th in the world and 7th in the state. So, oh, so what does that mean in the Twin Cities, though, for you? I mean, there's Everyone's. a scene in St. Cloud. <laughs> is there's a handful there, yeah. of players up there. But, uh, I mean, it's pretty much the Twin Cities is the entire scene. So maybe like 10 players in St. Paul that play or St. Cloud that play regularly, but everyone else okay. is in the Metro. Um, I'm trying to do it. Trying to do it for you, man. <laughs> You're standing pretty well. Damn. Trying. Doing my thing. Four years of uh, playing pinball nonstop is paying off, I guess. Um, <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> I had one I wanted to, I had one I wanted to talk about really quick. Yeah. Just to touch on it briefly. There's one from Daniel Toledo. A mm-hmm. what kind of, Snow surface is best for flat ground tricks. I had in your neighborhood, I don't know if you know, there was a sidewalk in my neighborhood that never got plowed and people would like kind of pack it down. And it was like a, just a really nice gentle hill. Mm -hmm. Um, That was always my favorite place to go get flip tricks. I mean, grass surfaces are always good too, but I feel like, um, like a nice, really covered concrete surface. Yes. A sidewalk that has a texture that can get covered and then stay packed 
Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it's just like a really gentle hill. Actually, Eric, it's it's when I used to live in Whittier. There's a there's a spot by the MIA that's just the perfect little gentle slope. And then it's oh like, sure, yeah, there's some nice mellow hills over there. Yeah, and it was always my favorite place to go. Just practice flat ground. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to. Yeah, add. no. That's it, I to like. echo what you said, yeah, if you can find a packed concrete surface, concrete over grass for sure. But and yeah, ideally early sure. in the season rather than later. But mm-hmm. yeah, just packed. I mean, you only need like you know, that much snow packed in, it really doesn't take that much, but the more packed, the better. Cause the quicker it's going to be, as long as it's nice, clean snow. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. agree. Don't put too much snow down. Cause if it's too much, it'll suck up your pop or like kind of, yeah. you'd say like almost, you know, it'll take away from your pop instead of giving to it. So make sure it's a real thin surface, but also make sure that you can still track in it too. If it's packed down to the point of like slippery ice, you know, you don't want that either, but that also may be dependent on the weather and snow conditions, but yeah. Yeah. Another uh, another quick one. Username Tanner. Why not do a normal winter sport? I do. <laughs> I also play hockey a couple times a week. Um, yeah, actually, the can I quote you, Eric uh, and Alan. We were out on Friday night, and we were. Alan said something that was along the lines of like, "Why do we do a sport that doesn't even work?" <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that quote is. We were trying to hit this like. Uh, bank like this jersey barrier type thing yeah (laughs) i just we just all kind of had a laugh and we kind of looked at each other like yeah why do we do this it's like there's just so many variables it just it doesn't work most of the time maybe we all hate ourselves or something i don't know what it is but it's it's I have another good quote that I'd never heard involving snow skating. Uh, last week, Neil and I were snow skating this bump to barrel, and we had to run so fast for it because it was flat, not downhill to the bump. And I was like, dude, my hamstrings, my groin are fucked up from running, dude. Snow, if I didn't have to run, this would be so much easier. And Neil was like, well, you know, snow skating is more just like a track and field sport. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I spend more time running than I do snow skating. And I was like, I was like, that is not only a hilarious joke, but extremely true. Yeah, running and shoveling. Yeah, that's you do that a lot more than <laughs> snow skating itself. But, all right, boys, we got to drop for a Zoom break. All right, we are back. Um, question from Patty E. Robinson: When is Gucci Dan going to turn pro for the team? He's killing it. Great question. I, I have no idea, but he is absolutely killing it. Um, I mean, he he's put a lot of focus on social media over the last year or two, and it's. It's paying off. I mean, he is really blowing up on Instagram and the barracks has been, yeah, they've been reposting him. They reposted some stuff from him from like a year ago, which was cool, but kind of weird. I don't that really know random. how that came about. Yeah. Strange, but cool. Um, how do you guys feel about the barracks reposting snow skating with all that the barracks is now? I'll let Andrew answer first. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I'd say it's probably good for exposure. I think that's really the only way I look at it. I think that they have, um, they have definitely their, their crowd. We'll see, I guess it's, it'd be like, hopefully good for the sport to get more people into it. But then also it's like, there's this, there's this thing of, uh, the experience you have doing it. I think that, it's kind of problematic for skateboard. Uh, I'd, I shouldn't say all, but I think definitely some skateboarders that go into it and are immediately taken out of it by how different it is than skateboarding. Cause they see clips of people doing skateboarding tricks and it's not this same experience. So, you know, there's, it's kind of, 
but then again, it's, it's just good for exposure, I guess, is the ultimate thing. That's what you got to yeah. look at it as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the yeah, same I mean, way. Like I, it's it's all about exposure, and I mean, at the end of the day, we are a pretty niche activity, right? And you know, regardless of how you feel about the barracks, I think that the exposure is good. And I mean, I don't I don't follow the barracks. I don't watch their skateboarding stuff. I don't really want to. Like once in a while, if something pops up that's cool, I will watch it. I'm not actively against them, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's exposure. I think it's good. Zach. Yeah, I don't. I was gonna say I, I don't think we really have to worry about it like jeopardizing our image or integrity yeah because i'm self-aware enough to know that snow skating is probably already viewed as as kooky to some extent so it's like whatever you know so i guess yeah for exposure's sake it's awesome and kind of like what you're saying i'm not a barracks guy really at all but at least they've mm-hmm. kind of been down with us and they've been down to support us i mean even as far back as sabbath they did at least post dave and josh's parts at those times and yeah now I think I think they're realizing that there's uh, more attention to it, and they, you know, because I look at like, for example, you said that post that they posted a dam was that kickflip, and if you look at the surrounding videos, it got a lot more views than the 18 other posts they did that day, which is crazy. I didn't realize how many times they post a day because I don't follow them either. But um, I think they're realizing that like it's it's definitely something that stands out. So uh, I don't know if it's something that's based out of selfishness like oh cool we can kind of piggyback off this or if they actually back it who knows but either way it's a win-win maybe some extent so i'm not bitter about it and if they're willing to promote us i mean i'm just grateful i guess because at the end of the day it exposes you know it exposes us and which is i guess good so yeah for sure better to have it than not i guess is the short answer on that yeah yep i'd agree with you but i'd I'd like i'd like to add one more thing to this question because here's something a lot of people don't know um when people ask the question like, yo, turn this dude pro. Um, I don't know if, uh, I'm sure no one knows this. It's extremely hard in snow skating um, because in order to get a mold for a snow skate shape costs a lot of money. So it you really have to keep the number of pros limited, unfortunately, because like if we were to add another pro and we had to make another board for them, it costs a lot of money. So like, obviously it's so easy to be like, Oh, turn this dude pro, but it's not always financially feasible. Unfortunately, like for example, with me, I knew two years almost before I even got my board and they felt bad keeping, you know, like not telling me. So it's pretty much like, Hey, we want to do it, but we can't financially do it right now. Just know that we're going to at some point. And I was like, yeah, if it happens, you know, that's awesome. So just know that turning someone pro is not the same, maybe as skateboarding, not that I know about it in skateboarding sense, but it's, uh, it's not as easy as you would think as just putting someone's name on a board. There's a lot more that goes into it with the mold. So that's why it can be hard at times. We know that Dan's killing it. Trust me. Yeah. No, Everyone Dan knows is, that Dan's killing yeah, it. Totally. And I mean, another point too, he's the Instagram the king. Team. Like there are a lot of pros right more now. Than, I'm pull up the, the website. What were you saying? Zach? There's six. Six pros, and then how many? I think there's more than there's ever been. It's so right? funny that that's kind of the metric that we use to measure success from the skateboarding industry. And yeah, like I, you know, there's there's people that have never had pro models that I think have contributed a lot to the sport. You know, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there. Do you guys remember that one year where Ambition just kind of made a bunch of? pro models but it was like yeah. maybe 2011 12-ish era it was kind of like suddenly like everyone had one even like austin and mitch had like a, a combined pro model do you remember yeah. this yeah and yeah so like that was somebody like, else had a shared that was more too. like right yeah or what bjorn i feel like had his own was there another no, bjorn did i don't know regardless that was kind of like 
Yeah, it was colorways more than pro model, yeah. I guess. And it was kind of like they put their names on the grip, which then the it just kind of came right off once you skated it enough because it was like yeah. screen printed ink or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, yeah, it's not the, exactly the same as having an actual pro model with your own graphic and everything. And again, a lot, a lot goes into that, so it's not so easy, unfortunately. Right. Uh, all right, Joshy Lynch. What is a good method of removing the glue from extreme off the foam? I'm not sure why you would want to do that. Honestly, I don't really know what the use case would be. Um, but in general, removing grip, uh, heat hair dryer. I know some people like to, you know, put boards in the oven temporarily. I wouldn't recommend that. I don't like it. Whoa. Um, yeah. Never heard that one. How big yeah, is your oven, dude? Yeah. Say <laughs> so you got the film Moro board in the oven. Yeah. Not good. Put it on. Um, but yeah, hair dryer is oh probably the best way of doing that. I don't know if there's a good way of getting the glue residue off of the actual foam grip itself, though. Other than just yeah, I mean, to be like a glue on, I guess. But the, the anything in some sort of adhesive remover is gonna fuck with your your foam because the EVA foam would probably be reactive to a glue gun like that. So I'd yeah. say a, yeah. I was saying like a razor blade, maybe credit card. Yeah, something yeah. like a soft blade or. Um, if you have like a wood scraper or just a putty scraper, you could probably get it. But yeah, I, we were talking about this and I was trying to figure out the application. If you want the new extreme grip or if your extreme grip is falling off, then that's a different thing. That's something I think Zach, we were talking about this week because you're getting blown up about people's extreme grip falling off. Wait, how'd you know that? Do we talk? We, oh, we, we did yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you tell someone that's just part of the sport? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that just happens. I'm sorry. Like no one wants to hear that when they buy a product and they go out and they snow skate and their grip falls off. And it's like, it's kind of what happens in snow skating. You know, you're, I mean, just think about it physically. You're putting your shoes along a stud. It's not the same as a skateboard grip. There's a lot more traction and things to grab onto, but yeah, moisture. Unfortunately yeah, grip falls yeah, off. Not a good, not a good recipe. Ever so briefly touch on that. You want to, if you're gripping your board, make sure your EVA foam on the bottom is clean. When you cut out the pieces of your um, grip, you want to make sure you have rounded edges. Make sure you have a hairdryer or something. You can just make sure that adhesive backing sticks really good. Uh, and then hopefully your 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 uh, studs will last a year. I think that's the, the best advice if you guys have anything else. That was well yep. said. Yep. Yep. Um, Battlebot trainer, craziest flat ground tricks you've seen. Um, honestly, for me, it's three flips on flat because those are really yeah. hard to do in a snow skate. Nothing else really comes. To All I can, yeah, yeah. I've done under five in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really tough. I'll be working on my uh, forward flip this year with my uh, Fisker. I've I haven't got Sick. one in a while. <laughs> Eric on flat. I can get them on skateboards pretty consistently now, but I want to get one. Uh, not on. Well, I can do them on flat, but it's it's a lot of jump because it comes <laughs> it comes kind of you kind of pop and then you flick forward and it comes up under right in between my legs, and I'm, I, I can only do it because I'm so tall. But I, you have to get the <laughs> leverage to like get that to fling around, and uh, that's one I'd like to get this year on film and get that out there. So. You, you know who had some crazy flat ground tricks actually was uh Johnny Geiger. He did like a uh, front foot impossible maybe a couple of years ago, a few yep. years ago. That's one I don't think I've ever really seen. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah, I, my first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh, you can tray flip on flat on a snow skate. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. So hard. As, we, 
as we've talked about in the past, friendly reminder for everyone, if you're trying to three flip on a snow skate, do not scoop. It is not like a skateboard. Make it as vertical as possible. Put your foot on the very tip of the tail and basically try to pop it like straight up, like almost like muska flip, 360 flip, like straight up and down vertical style and not scoop around because it just does not work. And then when you do that, it still doesn't work. So, all right, what's yeah, the next also question? true. <laughs> <laughs> it's that hard, at least for me, yeah, it's that it really hard. Is. But the people uh, who can do them do say that. You're right. All right. NH snow skating, spot prep and making tips. Uh, I'll leave this one to you guys. Mm. Oh. I don't prep my spots. I just skate them. I'm going to write what? a book about it. Yeah, I do more spot prep than skating. No, I do too. I'm times over. I just do... I do less than other snow skaters do. Um, I don't know. Everyone has different definition on spot prep. I'm fucking nuts about it. Like I bring a propane tank with a flamethrower <laughs> sometimes to a spot to clear off the running area. If it's full of ice, I bring an ice pick. I shovel it down to nothing and then put a little snow over top of it. There's just a lot that goes into it. I don't want to get too far into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a loaded question as well. Yeah, for park, for park stuff, I mean, this is – my approach is always um, do as much as you can in the fall. I do all my woodworking or I should say like most of my terrain building I do in the fall and then uh, mow your grass really short, let it freeze as soon as it gets cold. Once the snow comes down, you can have your stuff up before some stuff you can have down on the ground before it snows some stuff after. And then um, yeah, it's just a matter of like, order of operations and figuring out but yeah the ground prep is absolutely important especially going out to a spot making sure that there's snow there i mean honestly too if security is an issue like you know you you might have to go in one run and sweep out the salt and then wait like an hour and then go back i mean there's just so much stuff that like you can't overthink it enough because you don't want it to fuck it up when you go for it, I guess is what I got to say about that. Yeah, I think the only tip that I would have is if skating a street spot, even if there's already snow, try to dig up what's already there and put fresh snow down because that'll help you move a little faster and get a lot of that dirt, grime, maybe salt if that's around. Get mm. that out of there and allow you a quicker run up. But yeah, just kind of work with what you got and yeah, do your best. Snow skating, there are way too many variables and you probably won't get your trick anyway. I'm pretty sick. <laughs> Uh, illegal snow skating. So you tricks. probably won't get your trick anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this snow skate podcast is just all about how to deter people from snow skating. <laughs> all right. snow skaters just hating. <laughs> this is bitter adult snow skaters talking. Okay. Uh, illegal snow skate tricks. I mean, we've talked about this a lot in previous mm-hmm. podcasts. Yeah. I mean, is there anything more than 540 shoves and bad crop duster worm burner 360 shoves? <laughs> I just, I always said how much I hate people making kickers up to street handrails, but I've already said that on this podcast before too. That's very illegal to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be my whole sponsor me when I do it. So (laughs) there's a time and place for them. (laughs) Uh, Who's got the best kickflip in snow skating? I think it's Blay. Blay, I'm not sucking up to you. I I believe that. Like, I know you're listening, but you have the best pop flick and catch of a kickflip in snow skating. He has a really nice, he might have the best flat ground one, but I'm going to throw two more people out there. Uh, Josh Oaks has a nice quick one that catches him like on the way up. Yeah. His kickflip's awesome. And I really like Sed's kickflip. His are super yeah, nice Seds and quick good. too. After watching that new part, I was like, this dude has a really good kickflip. Yeah. 
Uh, Berman. Yeah. He's, he's got some. I've seen him. He's, look, he's got a good one. I mean, he's got. Uh, he's tall like me, so I really like that he uses that because he's got height. He's got that. Uh, the high pop that I. That I like not to. So we have the same name, you know. So, but you know, he's good too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see some uh, low rocket flips? Uh, watch some footage from your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, happens to the best of us <laughs> uh favorite trick clip of the new vid from damien lafrance we mostly covered that i still think it's the board slide hippie jump that was so sick hmm. yeah that was that was i think the one that stood out to me the most i think i definitely yelled the loudest yeah. watching that clip um Simon Crew, how the fuck do you overcrook a square rail? I have no idea. We're all trying to figure that out. We we don't know. How do you overcrook any rail? No, I think you know Alan knows. I think those are the only people that know. We're trying to figure it out. If you Josh know Oaks. Simon, let us know. Yeah, I guess Josh. Mm-hmm. Ugh, doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yikes! I am not going to be able to pronounce this username. Junu Pulaka Naho. Uh, are there is there any fully sponsored snow skaters? Not really. What is he or what are they asking by that? Like, like make. Do they mean like anyone that's so like fully sponsored to the point where that's like what they do for a living? I would think that's so. What I, I guess some yeah. people kind of do that. <clears throat> you know, I mean, some people don't Who? work and just snow skate. You know, they don't make do a. That. No one's ever been able to make a living wage off snow skating. I feel like the. Yeah closest people would be is like me phil and alex but that's but we also work for ambition we don't make it just strictly from being i guess like a rider or a a quote-unquote athlete for the company yeah Uh, there's just not enough money in snow skating to do that um but if they're asking are there any fully sponsored people like on the team well then i guess that just would be looking at ambition team as the team i guess we get as many boards as we want (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we don't anymore because I sell out. All right. <laughs> uh, Tonia Yedras, uh, what is the best snow skate for carving or downhill? Really any, but probably if you're trying to like carve and ride downhills, the bigger the better. Probably go for a Moreau or a Jensen, depending on your size. Mm-hmm. I'd say a Bidek. Yeah, if you're <laughs> or, or that's what I was if you really want to turn. <laughs> if you really want to get in, I'd say like try a Pow Surfer or a Bidek, uh, depending they'll have more of the mobility of like a snowboard, I think. So if that's what you're into, but yeah, if it's just a single bike, yeah, the bigger, the better I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Moreau, only two questions. How many questions per person is allowed? Phil, you can ask as many questions as you want, man. We love you. And I'm surprised you didn't send in your usual like seven. Um, I assume for the next episode, the next time we post one of these, he's probably got, He's probably been busy shipping pre-orders, so you know he could only get into this one. Yeah, yeah. True. two kids, true. all the pre, all the snow skate orders. Yeah. He's a busy dude. He's got mm-hmm. a new cat too. Cat's beautiful. New cat, more than anything. Yeah, more than the last kids. time we video chatted, <laughs> it was like last week we had like a video call for work, and it was just on. He like or he like pops up, and it's just a cat on his shoulder, like a parrot. Oh my god, what's up, dude? <laughs> right on. Oh, I love that. I would do that with Maple in the room, but wouldn't work um what kind of trick spots clips would you like to see more of in the future from phil again just unique spots again we've talked about this in past um past podcasts but anything surprising too you just want to see like new stuff like 
you know, seeing a varial heel down a nine stair is cool. Like I'm down to watch that. I'm down to try it. I think it's cool, but man, like board slide to hippie jump over that little L rail. I've never seen anything like that. And I was so stoked. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can just find something out in the streets and go film a cool trick on it, even if it's, you know, kind of basic, like I'm trying to see that. I love that sort of thing. Yeah. Shoot it. Good. Have good form. It's even not even about the tricks or the spots. It's almost like I could just watch Danny just skating that bump to bump and just get some clean shit. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. and go fast. I want to see. Oh yeah. Fast. fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's Zach, the quote? Oh, faster is always better. Alan Gerlach. There it is. Scroll Clinton. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, I, yeah, I guess, uh, some of the time it's really dependent on, uh, the spot. You got to find the right spots and that's, that's probably one of the most crucial components. Otherwise, yeah, filming and the way you approach it can be important too. Some of that like quick hit type stuff and not just like you said, like a single trick is really entertaining. If you can maybe manage to pull off a line at a spot. Again, I guess, I guess it's really spot dependent for me anyway. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's what I'd like to see more of, but I also know it's really hard. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, last but not least, Snow Skate Jeff. Um, I don't know if this is a capital I or a lowercase L. It's pretty intriguing. <laughs> I don't know how to most, answer the most question. important question of the night. And I, yeah. yeah, it's our ender. I mean, I saved this one for last. I'm really, yeah. I, I want some more context on this snow skate, Jeff. I really hope you can follow up on the next episode. We do. We got to expand on this. Yeah. You know what? I had a lot of thoughts on this one. Actually. I think it's a, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a capital I. Me too. And uh, I know we Old don't tape. get into a lot of uh, <laughs> philosophy on the show, um, but he's asking, what is I? It's like, so when you say I, and you point to the I as that that does not change, it cannot be the lived experiences of the self. So what does that word mean or point to then when we refer to I as self? And I just thought I'd open that up to you know the phys- the, the the you know philosophical minds of snow skaters. <laughs> we could really debate what self is. And, uh, you know, hard determinism, uh, do we have free will? These, I think, are, <laughs> these, I think, are the questions that Snowskate Jeff is trying to pose to us. So yeah. I just want to open that up. Be yourself, I dude. Don't be afraid to ask. I, I think it's a lowercase L, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's definitely <laughs> – no way. That's definitely an I, uppercase I, because – Yeah. You go to type in a question, you say you're gonna you're about to type I something and then it auto corrects it yeah. to a, an uppercase I and then you're like, wait, I actually don't want to ask a question to this dumbass podcast, I'm out. And he's like, Oh fuck, I actually <laughs> clicked enter and then he sent us I. And here we are. But, Thanks, uh, Snowskate Jeff. Shout out to you, man. <laughs> we love Snowskate Jeff now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That is the end of our listener questions, so Oh, this is a fun first podcast, boys. You guys got anything else to add? Anything to plug? Sick? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe once uh, some videos come out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll we'll definitely have some guests at some point in the future. We'll keep that under wraps. You know, we got some things in the works, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that just yet. We'll keep you guys surprised. But, yeah, I mean... If you made it this far, thanks for listening. Shout out to you. Appreciate it. And go snow skate. Yeah.